0: best we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all so don't search match with indeed if you need to hire then you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. with Tori Simone, I'm your host, Tori Simone, and today we have a super interesting topic that I'm super excited to talk about. We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome today, which I briefly touched on with my episode um, that I did a little while back. Um, I will link it. Let me actually get the title of that episode down for you guys. I you know how some podcasters are like, Oh, it's episode 492. I don't know how people do that because like once I put out a episode, it like leaves my brain, like the title, everything about it leaves my brain. Um, it's one that I put out on January 31st with Natalie Barbu on launching Rella imposter syndrome and influencer turned CEO. It's a really great episode about Natalie's startup Rella, which is such an amazing app. I use it every day. Um, but we talk a little bit about imposter syndrome in that, and this morning, um, as I was getting ready for this podcast, which, by the way, if you guys are watching the video component, I like got kind of ready today, so kind of proud of myself for that, but also don't mind that my face and my body literally do not match because I need to tan so badly. Um, this is like the end of winter, and like the end of winter is never pretty for us. Uh, so super pale girls. It's just never really that pretty. Well, I mean, it is, but like I just like having a tan. But anyway, that's a story for a whole other day. I forget where I was even going with that. Oh, while I was getting ready for this episode, I was having such a great conversation with one of my closest friends. And she was just opening up to me about how she is, um, and I'm going to have her on the podcast too, because I just know you guys would like adore her and everything that she stands for. But she was just talking to me about Um, how she has this business endeavor that she really wants to get off the ground, but she's scared. And she feels like she's not worthy of it. And how can she, you know, do this when there are so many other people in the space that are thriving or know more than she does? And like, does she look stupid doing this? Like, you know, common fears that I think a lot of people face, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or want to be an influencer or like whatever it is, like a lot of us tend to experience imposter syndrome, and it just shows up differently for each person. So once I got done talking to her about that, I was like, you know what, this is actually such a great episode topic, and it's something that I myself personally struggle with almost on a daily basis. And um, yeah, so we're going to get into that later on, on this in this episode, but I think it's a really, really great topic. So I'm really glad that we're talking about it today. Um, So today, when you guys are listening to this, it is April 4th, which means that I am now 24 years old, which is so freaking crazy. My birthday was yesterday, April 3rd. I was at the beach for my birthday. Um, I'm actually filming this Thursday, March 31st. So I'm still 23 when I'm filming this. But I'm going down to the beach um, just with like family and friends. And it's just going to be amazing to just be down there. Um, But yeah, it's like so wild that I'm turning 24. I feel like next year when I'm 25, I'm going to have like a quarter life crisis because 25 was always an age that I was so excited to be. And thought that my life would be like so figured out when I was 25. I remember when I opened Stride, um, we signed a five-year lease. And I was saying like, when this lease is up, I'm going to be 25. And I was like, that is so young, but I'm going to have so much life lived by the time I'm 25. And I still feel like that, but it is just so wild to be 24. Like I remember celebrating my 21st birthday at Stride. Like it was literally yesterday. I just really can't believe I'm 24. Um, it's just wild. And it's so crazy because when I was younger, I never understood the time period of like your early to mid twenties. It just made absolutely no sense to me. What I thought happened was like, you went to school, you go to college. And I thought that you get married like right after college. So like you get married, you get a job, you move in with like your husband, and then you have kids. And like, that's what I thought. So like, I I just never understood the post-grad life up until when I was like, honestly, until I was like 15. Like I just did not understand it. Like I didn't realize that like you don't have to be in a relationship or you don't have to have a house or you don't have to have a career. Like I did not understand it. And I literally just thought it was school, college, marriage, kids, you know, whatever. So being 24, I mean, I definitely am not where I thought I would be at 24 when I was like six, cause I thought I had to be like married. Um, so in terms of that, I'm not where I thought I was, but I also am exactly where I thought I was. Like I'm incredibly happy with my life. I live in a beautiful apartment. I have a career that I could only dream about. I'm surrounded by the best people in my life. I am the happiest ever. And so, yeah, I really am exactly where I thought I would be. And I think I would make my like six year old self really proud. Um, But it's just wild to be 24. It really is. And I feel really good things for 24. Um, I feel like it's going to be my best year yet. And I'm just super excited to enter another year. And I'm excited for 24. So yeah, I was going to do 24 lessons that I learned, 24 lessons by 24, like that I learned by being 24. But I don't know, this imposter syndrome was just really speaking to me today. So maybe I'll do that next week. But I really just wanted to talk about this today. Plus, I did a 23 Lessons Learned by 23, and I actually listened back to that. And a lot of it still holds true. So um, that episode is a year ago, if you guys want to go listen to that. But a whole 52 episodes ago, crazy. But yeah, I'm 24, and I think I had a great birthday, as far as I know, because again, this is filmed pre-birthday. Um, I'm going out to an Italian restaurant on Saturday night down at the beach. One of my favorites it's called La Fontana. And it is so good there. It's definitely one of my faves down in Sea Isle. Um, So I'm going there. And there are no Sunday brunch spots down at the beach yet because nowhere is open unless I want to go to like Uncle Bill's in Cape May, which I don't think I want to do. So I'm just going to do brunch at my beach house and like a homemade brunch. And it's going to be amazing. And of course, we'll do bottomless mimosas at my home brunch. Of course, that sounds amazing. So yeah. That is my, what I planned for my birthday, just super, super chill. This is actually the first year that I'm not like waking up and going to stride for my birthday, which is going to be a little bit weird and a little bizarre. Well, I should say the first time in four birthdays because my 21st, I had it stride. My 22nd was in quarantine, which is so crazy that I was 22 during, I was 21 when lockdown started and I'm literally 24. Like that's wild. So I was 22 um, when it was obviously my 22nd birthday and that was in quarantine, but I did teach on my birthday and I did like a zoom class and then 23 was last year and that was at the studio and that was so much fun. And then this year is 24, um, which I'm not like waking up and doing a spin class, but I am doing a spin class when you guys are listening. If you guys are listening to this on Monday, April 4th, I'm doing like a birthday ride tonight. So that'll be really fun. What did I do for my 20th birthday? Oh, you know what? I actually don't think I liked my 20th birthday that much. Yeah, I don't think I did. It was just like a weird year for me. Weird birthday. And then what did I do for, not- I don't know. No one likes it when you're 19. Like what is 19? You know what I mean? Like 19 and 20 are like the most irrelevant birthdays. 20 is crazy because you like enter a new decade for sure. But like you still can't like, it's not your 21st. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's enough about birthdays. Everyone has one. We don't need to talk about it too much. Um, But what I do want to talk to you guys about is my planner. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys about my planner. You guys know that I've been talking about this freaking planner for literally months now, and I get DMs every day, which I'm so grateful for, that are like, where, where your planner's dropping? Where are they? Did it? All sorts of stuff. Planners, physical planners. I did not realize how big of an undertaking it was, and I should have known that because, hello, I've literally opened a business before. Like I've opened a whole ass brick and mortar. But when it comes to a product, I did not know the first place to begin. So um, it was a big undertaking that I did not uh, estimate properly. I will say that. But that doesn't mean that they won't come. They absolutely will. But I'm going to release them digitally first. Reason being, that's already done. Like the digital format of this planner has been made for a while, like the PDFs have been made for a while. So now the only thing that I have to do is hyperlink everything and like make it into like a cute format for a digital download. So that should be coming out much sooner than you think. In a perfect world, they would be released this month in April. That is my goal, but I want enough time to promote it. So maybe May, but follow along on my Instagram, YouTube, and of course my podcast for updates. I will be setting up a website. It's going to be ToriDSimone.com. And on that website, I'm going to have a newsletter as well. Um, So the newsletter will have updates. And I created a, well, I have a name for the planner. Ready? The Manifest Planner. Why didn't I think of that like a year ago, like nine months ago? Like, come on. The Manifest Planner. So I love it. I feel like it really sets the tone for the whole planner and When this planner is released, you guys will see it everywhere. I'm going to post it literally everywhere. We'll do plan with me's. We'll do the whole nine yards um, and we will go through it in depth and in detail. But you guys will see that this planner really is a manifest planner. It is so goal oriented. It is very intention filled. Every page has a purpose. Every day has a purpose. Every goal, every exercise, every letter, every word has a purpose. And having it called the Manifest Planner is just incredible. And what's so funny is as I'm literally talking about the Manifest Planner, it just turned to 11, 11 a.m. That's so crazy. So yes, this Manifest Planner is, I'm so proud of it. And I think it is the cutest freaking thing ever. I keep sending pictures to my mom and I'm like, I can't even believe how freaking cute this is. So the digital planner will be dated Maybe I should release a dated and undated version of that. Okay, I decided I'm going to do dated and undated version of this planner. So if you want the dated version, it will be digitally. The undated version will also be digitally. Um, I know a lot of people... Okay, when it comes to the physical planner, I don't know if it will be dated. That's TBD. But the digital one will be dated. And I also just decided not dated. So if you want a dated planner, the digital's way to do it. And then you'll just import it to like GoodNotes um or Evernote on your iPad. I have both, but I actually prefer GoodNotes, which is crazy because I was an Evernote girly for the life of me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about Indeed is that whenever I'm looking for a candidate, I put it out on Indeed and instantly I get matched with exactly what I'm looking for. So I don't really have to waste time like scrolling through resumes or anything like that to make sure that they're what I'm looking for. Every resume that I do look for has exactly the qualifications that I need. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com manifest. Just go to indeed.com manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. podcast I'm about to take my hair down because just like on camera it's just like not not doing what it's supposed to be doing so I just took my hair down okay um so yeah that is the manifest planner and like it is just so freaking cute you know what I think is the cutest thing about it are like the tabs the little digital tabs are just absolutely sending me um it is just like the cutest thing ever and I'm just so I'm so obsessed with it and I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it And I'm just so excited for you guys to experience my little labor of love and just start planning with it every day. Um, It's very fitting with kind of talking about imposter syndrome because it is like a crazy feeling to make planners when there are so many other experts in the field about this. I actually will get into it a little bit later, but um, I'm just, I'm really, really proud of it and I really love it. I'm actually going to give the... Um, video version, a little sneak peek of it here. I'll show you guys my year at a glance. If you guys are watching the video podcast, here is the year at a glance version. Look at those tabs. I mean, it is just like the cutest freaking thing ever. Um, it's just so cute. So yeah, watch the video portion manifest with Tori Simone on YouTube youtube.com slash manifest. Anyway, so yeah, that is the manifest planner. Stay up to date with when it comes out, but it will be releasing much sooner than you think within, I would love it to be this month and maybe we can make that happen. So that's the manifest planner. All right. I also want quickly just want to talk about Bridgerton. Why do people hate it? I loved the second season. Um, I definitely like, so I binged this season. So by the time I was like done, well, by the time episode six hit, I was like consecutively watching all these episodes. So by the time episode six hit, like I was starting to get like a little burnt out, but it was to no fault of Bridgerton. It was just because I was literally watching six episodes back to back to back to back. So that was my own fault. But I really, really loved it. It was a frustrating slow burn. And I loved that. I mean, I know people were like disappointed because they wanted more action, like how the first season was like all about like Daphne and like, I mean, like it was a very intimate first season. Like we literally saw her like, you know, like figure out her body for the first time. Like it was like a crazy season for sure. But this season, I think, I think this is the problem. People love the first season and then expect the same thing for the second season And I think it's always hard to come back as a second season when the first season was so good. But if you eliminate the expectation that it's going to be exactly like the first, I think you're really going to enjoy the second because the second is about Antony. It's not about Daphne. It's not about a woman. It's now about a man. And I think that was really shown well. When Anthony and Daphne had this conversation when Anthony was like, I have to carry on the bridger to name, and you were always grown up to marry out of it. Like, it is so true. Like, it's it's a period piece and it's just a different time. And we're now following it from the perspective of a male. So of course it's gonna be a different journey, and of course it's probably not gonna be like as intimate and showy as the first season was, because I mean, even in the first season, we knew that Antony like was sleeping around pre-marriage. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's like discovering himself. And the main characters weren't Kate and um, what was the little one's name? I always forget. <laughs> That's what we just kept calling her, the little one. I forget her name, like little Miss Sharma. um, Bon, Bon, Bon. Um, yeah, it was like it wasn't while they were, you know, great main characters they weren't the main character it was really about Anthony and I really enjoyed it like I enjoyed the different perspective I loved the little side story with Eloise and Theo I just thought that was adorable and I'd love to see that in the third season if there is a third season um, I actually thought from the opening scene that it was going to be a lot about Eloise but I knew that it was supposed to be about Anthony so I was a little confused for like five seconds but then I got it figured out but I really liked it and you know what I'm so surprised about? Maybe I just am not on the right side of like YouTube or something, but I have seen so much from Kate and Bond and their real names, which so sorry that I don't know their real names, but the actresses, I've seen so much of them from like Vogue, which I love, but we haven't seen anything from Antony. And I thought everyone was actually going to love Antony and like have a crush on him afterwards, but I haven't seen a thing about him. I don't even know his real name. I mean, I also didn't know their real name, but um, yeah, I didn't. I have no, like, I don't even know. Like, what does he do? Like, is this his only thing? I have no idea. But I really, really liked it. I thought it was a great season. And I think if you just eliminate the expectation that it's going to be something like the first, you're going to love the second. Uh, Like also, why would you want to watch the exact same thing? It's the first. If people said that it was, if we got the exact same season as the first, people would have been like, oh my God, it was exactly like the first. And then they would have been complaining about it. So yes, it was definitely a slow burn. Yes, we definitely didn't get like I don't know, like super sexy scenes, but it was like, it was such a buildup and I loved it and I thought it was great. It was giving me very like Troy and Gabriella vibes when they weren't allowed to kiss on like Disney sets of like high school musical. So like every time they were about to kiss, like they, like Chad would come up and like interrupt them or something or like Taylor would be like, uh, Gabriella did it or whatever. But I really liked it. I thought it was super cute and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I really liked it. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I loved it. I totally recommend to Watch it if you guys haven't. Okay, let's get into today's topic, which is imposter syndrome. So essentially, what is it? Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they are deserving of accolades. So imposter syndrome strikes so many people. And I just don't think a lot of people always necessarily talk about it because sometimes it can be, it's hard to talk about, you know, it really can be. Those who experience imposter syndrome tend to compare themselves to quote-unquote experts in their respective field, and these quote-unquote experts seem to have it all together, um, that they never struggle, and those that experience imposter syndrome feel as though they are always struggling, they don't have it all together, and that they are not worthy of doing what they're doing, Um, while the other people, like the experts in their field, are worthy of doing what they're doing because they have it all figured out. That's always what it looks like. I'm here to tell you today that literally everyone struggles, everyone, no matter what you see, who's putting out whatever story, like whatever narrative they're trying to put out, everyone struggles. Um, I'm watching the show right now. It's called The Dropout, and it's a really, really good show. Oh, actually, a new episode just came out today, Um, but it's about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes, and at first, I wasn't sure about the show, but now that it's like later on, I'm so into the show, and it's so great. Anyway, Elizabeth Holmes wanted, like, she literally began Theranos with the expectation and goal to be a huge CEO. She wanted to be a billionaire. She wanted to be the next Steve Jobs. She wanted to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Like, she wanted to be a huge billionaire CEO that was running a massive company. And that's what she wanted to do. And to me, it seemed like she would do anything to get there. And this Theranos idea was the way to go. And you can see throughout the entire show how much she struggles and how much she has to put on an act to fulfill this role that she has set up for herself. Um, You see towards like the middle of the series, she has Several talks with herself in the mirror where she has to convince herself that what she's saying is fact. She has several talks with herself where she has to convince herself to speak a certain way to be taken seriously, to dress a certain way to be taken seriously. Um, and it to me was such an eye-opening moment of the show of just being like, this girl has no effing clue what she is doing, but here she is acting like she knows she knows everything. And we all know the saying, fake it till you make it. Sometimes you just got to do it. I mean, it didn't really end up well for Elizabeth Holmes. Not a spoiler to the show because this show hasn't even ended yet. But she, I don't know if she got like charged or anything, but she's like in massive lawsuits about essentially frauding, defrauding. I don't know, the healthcare system, Walgreens, all this sort of stuff. Like her her invention just never would have worked. And it actually never did work, which at least where I'm caught up in the show, it's never worked other than like one time. And then they use that one time to show that it like constantly works. They have to dilute all this data. It's like, it's absolutely wild. And I can't believe it went on for this long with so much backing, so many employees. Like it's just absolutely wild. But what I'm getting at is that she, who is a literal billionaire CEO, was experiencing imposter syndrome to the max. So imposter syndrome does not discriminate whether you are a CEO of a billion dollar company or you are a lash technician and you do lashes out of your basement. It does not discriminate and it is a valid feeling. Imposter syndrome is totally normal and even now I feel like I have it while I'm even talking about this. Um, Like, Who am I essentially to be talking about imposter syndrome when there are Actual experts in this field that know about it much more than I do. Like I could go on YouTube right now and Google TED talk imposter syndrome and experts in the field will be talking about this. So who am I who hasn't ever studied it, doesn't have a degree in science, doesn't have data to all this sort of stuff? Who am I to be talking about imposter syndrome when there are actual experts in the field that are actually qualified to talk about it? But I think that this is kind of an interesting point to take on imposter syndrome and D- the demise for lack of a better word has started to happen. Nowadays, we can't talk about anything unless we are an expert. A really easy example of this is when YouTubers post what to eat in a days and we all have to preface our videos by saying that we're not dietitians, we're not doctors, we're not experts, et cetera. And no, we're not, but we are real people with real experiences. And that has to count for something, right? So I'm constantly on this podcast, YouTube, and social media all the time talking about like being a business owner, a studio owner, et cetera. But there are people that run much larger, more successful companies than mine with much bigger struggles than mine. But that doesn't mean I myself don't have my own experience to talk about or to talk through. You know what I mean? It's like saying that you can't complain about a broken arm when the person next to you is in a full body cast. I think we've all heard that comparison, but it holds true. You are still in pain and you're allowed to share your experience even if someone has it worse than you or you're allowed to share your experience even if someone has found more success than you or is better off than you. Your experience is still your experience and you're allowed to have that experience. You're allowed to talk about that experience and you're allowed to claim that experience. You're also allowed to talk about something even if someone has more knowledge than you or so you perceive that person to have more knowledge than you. I'm here to tell you that I still experience imposter syndrome in everything I do. And it shows up in different ways every time. But in every avenue of my life, I totally feel like I have imposter syndrome. Um, being a studio owner, doing podcasting, when I talk about certain topics, I literally am like, well, who am I to be talking about manifestation when there's people that like literally go to like Thailand to study this and I don't? Who am I to be talking about anything when there are literal experts in the field? But kind of back to what I was saying, I have my own experiences, and that should allow me to talk about it as well, right? Like, why do we just have to have degrees in something to talk about it? Why do we just have to have, you know, be an expert in the field to talk about it? Being a human being with experiences that are unique to us, I also think qualifies us to talk about experiences that we've been through and want to share. Making these planners, kind of what I was talking about before. I literally am experiencing imposter syndrome to the max because I'm literally like, who do I think I am creating a planner when there are tons of beautiful, well-thought-out planners that are already on the market? These Etsy queens literally have a following. They have a system and they have nearly perfect planners. Why do I think I am a planner designer or an iPad planner girly? I'm literally just a girl that likes to plan and fill in the gaps that I see in the market. But that has to count for something, right? Like there has to be a market Of some sort for people like me that, you know, have a passion, have a dream and kind of want to go for it. With Stride, I was literally 19 when I started and I was 19 when I was creating Stride. And I actually think that being 19 truly worked to my advantage because I was incredibly naive. Being naive was my superpower. Even now being 24, do I still have the same balls I have when I was 19? I think the answer to that question, I mean, it was a rhetorical question. However, I think, do I still have the same balls? Yes. But would I, in today's current climate, open up a fitness studio? I don't know. Um, Post-COVID world, hard to be a small business owner these days. I don't know if I would. But when you're 19, nothing can go wrong. You know what I mean? And like, I remember being 19 so vividly. And I was always saying to myself, like, I... I know I don't have everything figured out and I know I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn whatever it is. And now being 24, looking back on that, I was so incredibly naive. Yes, I was open to learning, but I did think I had a lot figured out. I thought that I knew what I wanted. I thought that I had, I just thought I had everything figured out. I really, really did. And I remember my mom always telling me, you're going to think you know the world and then you're going to, you know, be in your thirties and you're going to realize that you knew nothing. And I'm starting to realize my mother was right. Um, Yes, I was super naive. And I'm so glad that I was naive at the time because it made me be fearless. But I mean, I truly am living a life that I'm so happy in and I'm so proud of. And it's my dream life. And I couldn't be more grateful. But I was incredibly naive. And I do think that was a superpower. And here being 24, um, yeah, I I just think I would have thought much more about a decision like this big. Um, anyway, kind of a tangent. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record breaking Eras Tour. Sierra tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. I just remember this one experience so perfectly. Um, I was 15 and my YouTube was just starting to pick up. My username was still MacUp101 and Tyler Oakley was like the biggest creator on YouTube at the time. And I was meeting with a potential new manager. This manager happened to be the manager of some of the biggest YouTubers at the time. And this manager told me that if I rebranded to Tori, to Tori Sterling and if I followed her advice, I could be just as big, if not bigger, than Tyler Oakley. And the thought of that absolutely terrified me. Was I at 15 ready to be a huge influencer? They didn't even have that name then. Like that's how early days this was. Like it be like, Tyler Oakley wasn't an influencer. He was just like a big YouTuber at the time. Like influencer wasn't even a term. But seriously, like at 15, was I ready for that? Was I able to handle the fame at literally 15 years old? And this was also a time when like I was going to playlist live conventions. I was with Like some of my friends were like really, really big YouTubers at the time. So I would see them and I would walk around with them and they were just getting constantly mobbed. They are traveling all the time. They were just so busy and they had so much responsibility on their plate. They were making so much fucking money for being 15. I literally was like, is this something that I want? Do I want to be mobbed at conventions? Do I want to be traveling the world? Do I want everyone knowing my name? Like, is that really what I wanted? And is that what I deserved? I wasn't Tyler Oakley. I was Tori De Simone, who was in high school and went by MacUp101 online. Like I was living like a Hannah Montana life. Like, is that really something that I wanted? I didn't feel worthy at all of this position. And I didn't feel worthy of being this huge influencer. And I got really scared. When something that we might want sounds too good to be true and then it's put right in front of us, it's normal to be absolutely fucking terrified, even if it's what we think we want. Now, am I regretful that I didn't go for it? No. I knew that I never wanted to be internet famous, but the opportunity itself was terrifying enough. Um, And I thought that I just wasn't ready or deserving or worthy of Tyler Oakley's fame level at the time. But Tyler Oakley was just Tyler Oakley at one point, who also started with zero subscribers, just like me. These people that we compare ourselves to and eventually feel like an imposter when pinned against them are just people that are also just trying to figure it out. Everyone's experiences, fear, imposter syndrome, comparison, and self-doubt, and it is totally normal So if you ever feel like you're experiencing imposter syndrome, I want you to sit back and think like really, really think, is this the life I want for myself? Am I ready to fully commit to this life? I'm trying to build for myself or is this just a daydream? Listen, we all need daydreams and some daydreams need to just stay daydreams. That's what you know makes us excited and happy and like the potential of like oh my god like how great would that be and we all need daydreams but sometimes they need to just stay daydreams however if you have the drive the passion and the motivation you just got to block out the noise and find a way to make it happen regardless of what the experts in your field have done or do regardless of what your family Thanks, or what your friends think, regardless of what your favorite podcast might say. Block out the noise and find a way. We all experience imposter syndrome. We all feel at moments like we're not ready. We're not worthy. Who do we think we are to be doing this stuff when other people have done it flawlessly, have already executed something? I'm here to tell you that there is literally room for Everybody, if you want to be an influencer and you have 600 followers on your Instagram right now and you want to start posting fashion content, but you're like, literally, who am I to be posting fashion content? You have your own experiences that are worth something. You are able to post whatever you want. Just because someone else has 6 million followers and you have 600 followers doesn't mean that you're not worthy of posting content. The person that you're thinking about that got 6 million followers got to their following by doing what they're passionate about and finding a way. And you are just as capable as finding a way. And I think you're going to find that success doesn't lie in numbers. It doesn't lie in money. It doesn't lie in the metrics that we typically chalk up success to. It lies in experience. It lies in self-motivation. It lies in drive. And you are capable of hard things. And trust me, if it was easy, everyone would do it. It's one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've ever put out there. But if what you want to do with your life, your dream life, is something hard, you are capable of hard things. If it was easy, everyone would build their own dream life. So I'm here to tell you to block out the noise, silence the imposter syndrome, because what you're doing is good work, what you're doing is important, and what you're doing is self-serving to you block out the noise and find a way. I was going to go into another topic as well about like going all in on something, but I actually think I'm going to save that for another episode. I have a couple other mini topics that I want to get to, which is how I structured last week's episode. And I got a lot of really good feedback about that. So if you guys want more mini episodes or mini topics within full length episodes, just know that they are coming. Um, But I think I'm going to cap that today on just imposter syndrome and bounce this off of another episode in the future. So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening or watching this episode today. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, If you guys could leave Manifest, a five-star review, wherever you guys are listening to this, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, YouTube, give it a like, comment, and share this on your story. Share it with a friend. It really helps the podcast, and I just love seeing you guys take your walks to this podcast or listen on your morning commute. It just makes me so happy. You guys have like no idea. Um, The fact that I get to be part of your daily routine is so humbling, and I'm honored to be part of that space. And I just thank you guys so much. So thank you again for listening to this. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, I know that my episodes have been a little bit shorter lately, so I will definitely make sure to get them back up to like 45 to 60 minute episodes. Um, But sometimes short and sweet is the way to go. So I guess that was how it was today. But thank you guys. Have a wonderful week. Um, Enjoy your Monday. And I'll talk to you guys next Manifest Monday. Bye, guys.